Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Los Angeles. I'm sitting by a pool. The sun is setting. There are cactuses everywhere. We thought that was a lemon tree, but we later found out that it's, it's a orange. We're not really sure what it is. That's an orange. But it doesn't make lemon curd. But I've made curd. And you've got a glass of rosé, so all is got bright a, in the world, Mum. Yeah, got a glass of rosé. I think there is a lemon tree just around the corner, but I missed it. This is the start of a little series of soirees with different people in Los Angeles. So we are just, just for a bit of context, we're staying at my friend Benny's. Now Benny has been on the podcast twice before and one of the podcasts I did with him in his place where we're staying. And Benny isn't a fan of tables and chairs so we've had to borrow a trestle table. From your sister. From my sister. I'm sitting on a piano stool. Mum's on a weird 70s kind of revolving chair but we're making it work and we're not complaining it's kind of brilliant and it's, it looks beautiful um, tablecloth we've got a tablecloth we've got flowers and i've cooked darling and you've cooked co- yeah you've cooked and there will probably be a helicopter coming over in a minute so today we went, I, we went for a lovely brunch with emma freud and richard curtis who've been on the podcast mm-hmm. and i couldn't get in so i was standing outside and this fella turned up with his wife and i said yeah, of course I knew him. And I said, oh, hi, how are you? But of course I didn't know him because I've never met him before, but it was Gary Barlow. But tell them and what then, happened after and that. And then we couldn't get in. So we were waiting outside to try and raise someone. And then the, a, a car stopped and out stepped this vision of beauty, which was Nicole Scherzinger. <laughs> Who also has been on the podcast. Did Nicole say hi to you, Mum? No, darling, I wasn't near enough. And I don't know that she'd remember me. But she did say hi to Gary. Yes, there was all kisses and everything. I mean, LA, eh? I know, it was fabulous. Um, I, I just want to move here now. So do I, darling. Maybe we'll move here. Maybe we'll do a stint in LA. I do think it's... I Well, first of all, we stayed in Malibu. Yep, that was fantastic. That was beyond belief. We stayed on the beach. We saw dolphins every day. Pelicans flying in formation are they like pe- the... Are they, they, pelicans? they are pelicans. I've confirmed that today with David people Atterbury, who know more about nature than I do they fly in formation and they almost look like prehistoric kind of almost like dinosaur birds but they flew just like the red arrows swooped up and down but always in a perfect V looking for fish um speaking of fish I went to Sushi Park and I don't think I'll ever be able to go there again because I forgot unless you remortgage your house (laughs) yeah 
Um, yeah, that's all I'll say on the matter. Um, it was deliciously expensive. Right, we went to the real inn. The real inn. In Malibu, which is what you call cheap and cheerful. It's like a upmarket fish and chips. The chip. only place that's cheap and cheerful yeah, in Los Angeles. Yeah, upmarket fish and chips. We have eaten at... Greetman's. We Greetman's. finally went. We've talked about this. We finally met Hannah's boyfriend. Who is... Hannah, my sister. Absolutely adorable. Runs a fabulous restaurant. Now, it could have been really awkward. We went to go and eat at the place. It could have was, been terrible food. And we were like, oh, God, this is so... Pe- it was delicious. It was delicious. It was so delicious that Jesse went back the next night. I did. I brought Sam, my husband, back. And the it best was... lamb chops I think I've ever eaten in my whole life. Do you want to know what I've cooked? What are you making? Yeah, what are you making? I've done the good old River Cafe chicken with tomatoes and olives. Hasn't been done since Stacey Dooley in what, series yeah. three? And people missed out on it when you had COVID because I was going to do it then. But I thought it's a nice summery evening. We'll have that. And then... I found these crystallised oranges and I've dipped them in chocolate and I've done strawberries in chocolate. Why did you do that? Where did you get the idea from? So there's a very nice shop near where I live called McFarlane's. And they do these... Like a cheese shop deli. Cheese shop at deli and they do fantastic chocolate. But I have to tell you, the chocolate I bought was like chocolate I've never tasted. So kind of strong. I had to put some sugar in it to try and kind of... It was just too much. Now... On to the guests that we've got. Oh, my God. Um, we have Tony Hawk on the podcast today. Probably the second athlete we've had. Yeah. After Tom actually, Daly. Whenever you mention his name, people go, wow, you've got him because he's so enormous. I want to know, because I bought my granddaughter a skateboard. After watching the girls sky. Watching the girls sky on the Olympics. I want to know how old you have to be to start to become a skateboard champion. And of course he didn't compete in the Olympics. Because I don't think skateboarding was one of the accepted um, games then. But he clearly had been the champion of all champions. He's also a philanthropist. He's like. He's got the Skate Park Project, which is a non-profit organisation. Children love skateboarding. wants to get more access to outdoor recreation and free play. He's got this documentary, so he's on, He's coming on, I think, because he's doing a bit of a promo for his documentary, which is called Until the Wheels Fall Off, which is all about his life. And from the trailer, because I haven't seen it yet, the trailer kind of implies that it's, it's quite a lonely existence, like, existence I can imagine, but being a skateboarder. I there's a whole community of skateboarders. Yeah. Like, when you go to a skateboard park... Everybody knows I wonder if it's doing. tough when you're the best. I don't know. And it's I want, isolating. I don't know. But where do you compete? Is there a competition? How do you know you're the best? You can ask all these things to Tony Hawk, who's coming up on Table Manners, The Los Angeles Affair. So we are outside and we have Tony Hawk and we've just closed the door on my wonderful children who seem to think that like every person they now meet is like mummy's new best friend, which potentially we could be new best friends in an hour, Tony, but like it is a pleasure to have you oh, do this thank podcast. You. It's a pleasure to be I, here. I, I can't tell you, uh, whenever we've mentioned that you were coming on the podcast, everyone's gone, wow, you've got Tony Hawk. It's just amazing. He's most sensational oh thank you yes i'm excited to be here so i do i have heard that you've just eaten though um yeah but i'm i hear that you also have have a a big that is one of the reasons that i've been able to stay relatively skinny my whole life is i have a very fast metabolism so and you're very tall i'll join you guys you i well it has slowed down a bit into my 40s and 50s okay 
to be fair. Right. Okay, well. I, I just want to ask, how do you get a fast metabolism? <laughs> do I have to skateboard to achieve that? I think skating, you know, six to seven hours a day probably helps that along, yes. And, well, mom, no well, time I think, like the present. Yeah, I'm not, I don't know if I'm giving advice to, in that respect. <laughs> I'm just telling my experience. Uh, you're, you're, are you very tall for a skateboarder? Um... Yes and no. I, I grew up very short. I grew up as a runt, and I didn't get tall until I was about 16 and 17. Really? So I learned to adapt my style into that. Um, there are some advantages uh, to being tall, but then there are some advantages to being like more lower center of gravity and with speed. So I, I can't say that there's an atypical skater anymore. I mean, it didn't seem to hinder your you know, success. At... Oh, okay, you. so by the way, cheers. We're drinking rosé. We're not we going to rub it in, thank but you. what did you say about rosé? Oh, well, my, my wife gets migraines from white wines, so I completely avoid them at home or when we're out. Uh, champagne. Champagne is the thing that really oh, no. is hard for her because... She... Do you like champagne? I, love I like sh- it. She, she likes it oh. a lot, so out of solidarity, I, ch- I choose not to have it, but... Hey, I'm in LA, and she's at home, and she's not listening. Yeah. So here's, cheers. here's cheers. 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 Thank you for doing this. And well, I don't know if she, she might so be listening, much. but it'll be after the fact. But, so but, yeah. but, but you're not you're not here, and and if you are listening, he loves you so much, and he <laughs> does support you. Anyway, it's <laughs> very supportive. So, only gonna have a glass. She misses she misses Rose a lot too. So where 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 is home? Uh, I live in San Diego, Encinitas, North County, San so Diego. So not, not too far from... No, there. no. Mm-hmm. Have you driven from there today? I have, yeah. Oh, it's a schlep. It's a long um, way. I'm used to it. Everything happens in LA, and I choose to still stay in San Diego, so that's the burden, is that I where guess, you, is, is the that drive. where you grew up? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in proper San Diego. All right, so I've got to ask the first question. How old were you when you first started skateboarding? Uh, I was about 10. Oh, you see, we watched this. I watched the skateboarder on because it wasn't an Olympic sport then, was it? <laughs> no, no, so it wasn't just, Olympic sport until last year. Yeah, till last year. <laughs> yeah. So then everyone was enchanted by that girl that was how old was she? Fourteen. Sky. Was her name Sky? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Sky was enchanted because of, she was uh, so young. Well, also she's from the UK, so oh yeah, oh, of course, yeah. I'm and we don't there might really be a little to, bit of favoritism yeah. okay. there that you were so enchanted <laughs> with her. Were you okay. not as enchanted? Oh, no, no, no. She is. She is a phenomenal <laughs> talent. She is absolutely. She's fourteen. Yeah, yeah. And and, she, and it was a lot of drama there near the end. So you know oh, she had to make yeah, her last right. run, and and it really won't, and she's she's amazing. Absolutely. Is she? Yes. And she started when she was three. She said. Yeah, um, I, I think that. When I was three, skateboarding wasn't really even invented for all intents and purposes. Um, And nor was it available or were there resources. So I think it's really cool that Sky grew up in an era where it's it's available to her at almost any age. Yeah. I feel like you should have an honorary honorary few Olympic gold medals. Just I feel like you should be you should be allowed them just because like you are the pioneering like you are. I'll tell you what I got to go. I got to go to Tokyo, which was a big thing in itself. Because oh, you went, yeah, because the, their families couldn't. I mean, literally, Sky's family couldn't be there with her. Um, and and any. Do a lot you of know her? Younger, actually, know her. I do. Yeah, I skated with her quite a bit. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah. Um, and so I got. I felt lucky that I got to be there. And then when I did go, I got there early to the course, and I brought my skateboard, of course, and realized that. I was the only one there on the freshly made Olympic venue course, and so I skated it. I was the first one to skate it, yeah. 
And do you do still do this upside down? I try. What yeah. are they called when you? Do uh, there's you know flips and pipes. spins. And <laughs> oh, half pipes. Half pipes. Yeah. Pipes. Yeah. Sorry. But the, the Olympic course was, it was more like a hybrid. There was some half pipe stuff, but there was some bowl stuff as well. So it was sort of this. They called a they called a park or a flow park. But I, this podcast is is mainly about food and food memories. So can we take it back to San Diego? Prop, <laughs> yes. as you said, proper San Diego, and right. and, and and yeah. And what fueled the skateboard? Yeah, what fueled the skateboard? Um, nothing nutritious. <laughs> really? Well, it was the seventies, and and so and and my parents weren't well off, so there was a lot of fast food, a lot of fast food. Really? Yeah, Jack in the Box, Carl's Jr., McDonald's. Um, what pizza. was your order at? McDonald's. Um, I, you, oh, you know what? Carl's Jr. was actually on the way I home heard from of elementary Carl's school. Jr. Have you not seen it? It's up on. You see all the signs. No. Yeah, it's uh, on the East Coast. It's, I think it's called Hardee's. I mean, it's, okay. it's a lot of the same. But I remember going to Carl's Jr. I would get a cheeseburger with um, pickles and ketchup only, small fries, and a small Coke for a dollar. Wow. And so my my dad would give me a dollar for my on the way home, and I'd skip lunch at school go straight to Carl's Jr. Christ, that was it my... didn't do you any harm. Look how tall and <laughs> healthy you are. You were an athlete. But my dad didn't, he had, he wasn't really interested in nutrition either. So he was always, everything was prime rib and um, a lot of grease and a lot of fast food. And uh, that's just how I grew up. And I didn't know any better. But you, so you have six children and how is kind of, how has your eating around the table I know that not all of them are at home now they're a bit older but right. you know what like you still do you still have a penchant for for fast food like how no. do you guys eat do you eat quite healthily we we do yeah um we're we're we definitely lean more towards plant-based and um trying not to do too much carbohydrates and greasy food and cheese and I mean we, we're not I can't say that we're all together I mean, there's definitely pizza nights yeah. and um luckily most of our kids are, they're eclectic with their tastes. So I can order Indian food and they'll almost all eat it. Is it good Indian food in San yes. Diego? Yes. Really? Why? Yeah. Is that a big... I can't answer why. No, because... <laughs> is there a big the population? Isn't of good I mean, is okay. LA, everyone Let's says say like it's, Indian food. It's not as good as London. Let's okay. put it that way. I, I know the difference. But... But it's good enough. Yeah. Have you skated in London? Oh, yeah. Several times, yeah. So... I, because I know so little about skateboarding, except I just see people and I think, God, how can you do that? Um, do people compete? Are the competitions, is there a league? Are you in a, um, yeah, um, just there's explain a series, to me. Yeah. And, 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 and um, to when there was noise and there, there was momentum going for skateboarding to be included in the Olympics, the, the sanctioning organizations got a lot more serious. And a lot more organized because they had to. They had to meet these markers in order to be accepted as an Olympic sport. Yeah. So they they had a more much more international organization. Um, the competitions were were very much structured, and you had to be competing from certain continents. And so uh, there have been competitions all through the years, but they were more scattered, different series or different events and and sponsors and things like that. But like I said, once it was once they were Olympic qualifiers. They were much more structured. Okay. And how long have you been a professional skateboarder for? Uh, since I was 14. So you were, and you were sponsored from Coming that. up on 40 years. 40 years? Yeah. 
But I can't get over you still skateboard. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm taking a little break right now I because I, uh, I broke my done? leg five weeks ago. And this is this your first break? Um, no, I, I broke my elbow in 1998. I broke my pelvis in 2003. Um, is this a skateboarding li- accident? This was, yeah. And yeah. we've got Kevin in the garden. Who uh, my good friend Kevin Saab. He and I have been skating together since we were 12. Now, he looks more like a skater than <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, he fits the profile. He fits the profile. <laughs> he looks a bit more, yeah. He's, keep, he's keeping the... You the, look like you're a lecturer. And he's he keeping the like punk alive. Yeah. <laughs> so he's a punk skateboarder. <laughs> but, like, Kevin, how many times have you broken a lot of stuff? Yes. Yes. Two shoulder surgeries. Two shoulder surgeries. Sh- in the last three years. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus he broke he broke Kevin. his shoulder really good three years ago and had to get it fixed again because the first the first repair didn't take. What color is your skateboard? I think he's um, probably got a few. And what, like, what what's the what's the picture underneath? Let's see. The board the last board I was riding when I got hurt yeah. was uh yellow. So that's yeah. in the bin now, the trash. <laughs> it's it's in my trunk actually. Um it's uh I burned that one, it bloody hurt you. <laughs> I kinda wanna get back at it. Oh my like god. Like taming that wild. Yeah, yeah I wanna yeah, exactly. Um I wanna break it. Uh so I'm keeping it. Was it um, a new one? Relatively. Okay. Yeah. I do have a funny story about it though. I don't remember exactly what the graphics are. What's generally generally the, yeah, the what? picture on the bottom of the board yeah. is some sort of hawk or a hawk. I mean he's oh, a brand okay. mother, All like right. computer Sorry. games okay. have been made of to- yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean it get it, it might get a little redundant. But we do different versions of hawks, a lot okay. of them. Um, but uh, so that skateboard, I don't know if you guys are familiar with skateboards, but on the top of it, you have grip tape, which is like yeah, sandpaper. Yeah, yeah. So I got invited to present at the Oscars, this, this last one. You didn't get smacked. <laughs> I, I didn't. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was way far away. Um, but my wife uh, and Gucci offered to dress us for oh, the occasion wow. so they gave my wife this beautiful dress um and these these high heel shoes that were very slippery mm-hmm. so i actually peeled off my grip and tape put some and put it on the bottom of her yeah. shoes so that's that board amazing. has a storied past that's amazing i love <laughs> you did you present the award to uh we presented um the celebration of 60 years of bond oh wow yeah. that's fabulous it's very cool do you find it's, I mean, look, you're a, a performer and you're an athlete you're and you do it in this huge, this huge arena where there's all eyes on you and it's, you know, it, the stakes are high and you're high in the air. I mean, it's, you know, it's pressure, but like, how does that compare to when you go and do the Oscars? Is it, I mean, that kind of pressure of live TV, is it quite very different to um, you or is it, do you get nervous? I mean, I, I think I, well, I luckily have had enough experience with television to, right, yeah. to overcome that. But for sure, in the beginning, I felt very out of place. I felt like panic. Um, and honestly, when I got the call to present the, the, the package, mm. um, I was just off my broken leg. Like I was, I had it'd only been a week or two. All right, yeah. And so I, there was a part of me that thought maybe they don't know that this happened. And so I'm going to keep it that way. And I'm going to make my goal to walk on stage that night. So it was basically three weeks after I got hurt was the actual Oscars. Um, And I was able to walk to the stage without a cane. So I felt like that was that was gave me incentive. Yeah. Do you feel like you need incentives all the time with different things, whether Um, it's sport or I suppose I just I like to keep challenging myself. Yeah. Maybe to a fault. 
Um, but I'm always, yeah, I'm always thinking of what is the next challenge. And when, when you ring up and you say to your wife, I've just, I'm in the Yeah, that was, a, that was a hard room. day. That was a hard yeah. day. Yeah. She must be fed up. How long there. have you been She's not fed up. Um, um, we've been married eight years, but uh, she's not, it's not that she's fed up. She, she's, you know, she, she understands. She about I you. think it's more that, that on the surface, if you see what I do, you think that guy's crazy. He's trying to kill himself and whatnot. She knows that when I'm skating, I'm mostly just skating with friends like Kevin. And we're just kind of goofing around where, you know, we're, we're setting funny challenges to ourselves. We're playing music. We're laughing. It's very much like it's like we're getting together for poker. Yeah. Okay. It's not like high level Olympic performing. Do you skateboard to music then? We play music. Yeah. What's, it's what's not, on not the playlist at the moment? Okay. No, I understand. Yeah. What, what's what's on the playlist at the moment? Oh well, we're we're children of the '80s, so <laughs> a lot of old punk stuff. Okay. Like the Clash, uh, Black Flag, Descendants, Buzzcocks, Circle Jerks. I mean. Oh, so it's more punk. Yeah, I mean, it's not Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> have you ever done? Not, have you ever skated to disco? I feel actually. like Andy would put on Earth, Wind, and Fire. Am I right? Who's Andy? Yeah, Andy McDonald. Okay. Yeah, he's he's a little younger than us, and he he he, he gets a little loose with the playlist sometimes. <laughs> Let's you be put like, it this way: if he gets to the ramp and he has uh, he has control over the audio, there's a lot of uh, God, controversy. <laughs> this, is, this is another world, Jesse. Now let's take it back to San Diego. Growing up, when you weren't okay. when you weren't um, getting like a, you know a one dollar meal, right? Who was cooking at your house? My mom. And, and was she a good cook? Um, I thought so. What did you uh, love? My what siblings, was your favorite? my siblings like to remember it differently, but um, she would make spaghetti bolognese, and I liked it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. What was her special ingredient, or was it just? I have no idea. I, I I was too young. I was not, and I was not offering to help, so it wasn't like I was seeing what was going into it. But did you treat food like fuel? Yes. Right. Yes, absolutely. It was just it was more of an obligation. But you're. I, mean, I you're, used to. I used because to. Because you go just to the wanted to be skate. I do remember there were days I'd go to the skate park and I would just forget to eat, and then at some point feel like a rush of true hunger, and then I would just go buy a candy bar. Um, which was awful, and I remember getting sick a couple times, and somehow making that correlation later on. Oh, it's because you didn't eat, and then yeah. you chose to eat candy. Yeah, but you're you you were tall from about the age of fourteen. You, you uh, 18, 16, 16, yeah, 16, yeah, sixteen, seventeen. You need a lot of food. I you're did, very yeah. Tall. Um, well, t- the skate park. It was it was let's see the closest thing to the skate park because my dad would just drop me off there, and I was there half the day. At least. What about school? Well, yeah, I mean, I would go straight from school okay. to the skate park, okay. um, and be there till it closed, like nine or ten at night. So we were, we only had what was around the skate park, which was uh, McDonald's and Denny's. But we didn't always have money for Denny's. Denny's was a little, I really a little higher end. Yeah. Yeah. So every once in a while, we'd scrape together five dollars and go get a like a. I think my go-to at Denny's was chicken fried steak. Have you ever had that? No, no but it sounds great. <laughs> it was pretty good. But so, so, and what do your parents do? What did, were they working? What um, were they doing? Uh, they were retired. I was, I was, they were older when I was born. So my dad was 45. My mom was 43. Right. And so by the time I was that age, it was almost like I was raised by grandparents. Right. And all my siblings had moved out by the time I was four or five. Um, and my dad was a retired naval officer. He did odd jobs after he got out of the Navy. My mom was an um, educator. 
So she would um, work at the night school. Um, so they were kind of not around. So how did they... But, but okay. my dad was very supportive. So, yeah, so you at 14 become professional, right? And right. I, and I can imagine... That sounds fabulous, but it really wasn't. But I can imagine... I mean, okay, so and this I know it's a very... It's a different sport. Um, uh, but watching King Richard um, and seeing how the girls and uh, sponsor deals and about all that kind of discussion. Right. You know, you became a brand quite, like, early on in your career, right? Uh, or, I can't say I became a brand. I had... So when I turned pro, um, there was no money in right. skateboarding. Literally, the first first place prize money was a hundred dollars at a pro right. event. Okay. So when I turned pro, that just meant that I was competing against older skaters f- for the hundred dollars. When did you get the f- first hundred dollars? Good question. Um, I was out of the prize money. There was they top they they placed it was hundred dollars at first, seventy five for second, fifty for third. My first pro contest, I, I got fourth. <laughs> oh. Well, that, that was your first it one. Was my first one. That's pretty good. So, by the end of my first year of competing, I had six hundred dollars in the bank, which I thought was huge. Amazing. And I bought a moped so that I could get myself to the skate park. <laughs> so I'd have to wait for my my dad for a ride. Um, but uh, to, to say, like, even even when things started to pick up when I was seventeen ish. And the board royal, like we had skate signature skateboards, the royalties were starting to do well. Um, even then, it was still considered like an underground sport. Right. So it wasn't, you know, to say we had it wasn't, big sponsors. Nike was not knocking on the door. Right. Yeah. You know, neither was Pepsi or Coke. It, it wasn't like that. Who are the skateboard sponsors? Skateboarding companies. Okay. Like who? Exclusively. Uh, well, Pal Peralta was my sponsor. Tracker Trucks, Independent Trucks. Um, the big companies then were Santa Cruz, GNS, Vision. Was there ever a conversation that you had with your parents where they were just like, Tony, like, should we think about doing something else? Um, or, going to the Navy. Yeah. Like, yeah no. My, my parents, my, actually my dad saw a, a, a serious lack of organization in the skate industry. So he helped to organize some of the skate events. Oh, right. Um, and he actually got a lot of the companies to sort of band together to put on these events. So he was instrumental in that. Um, the only time it ever became an issue in terms of me choosing to skate was when I was getting out of high school and my dad, my mom, obviously she worked at a college. They were very strong in education. All my siblings had gone to college. Mm -hmm. And so they wanted me to at least take some either night classes or something at a a back, a fullback. Yeah. At a community college. Yeah. Um, and I managed to convince them that. You know, right now I have all the opportunities to do things and travel, and, and and I can't because I'm in school. So I feel like if I don't have school when I finally graduate, I will be able to chase these opportunities. And they reluctantly said yes to that. Um, and when I did graduate high school, things really took off, and I was I was literally traveling the world for three or four months out of the year doing skate exhibitions, uh, doing commercials. I got a movie part right out of high school. What was the movie part? Gleaming the Cube. Did you have to say things? Yeah, I had a part, yeah. Yeah, did and you, skating. Did you enjoy it? Uh, I enjoyed it just because it was, I was out of high school. I was kind of a sheltered kid before skating. And you're like in showbiz. I mean, I was living in LA <laughs> in a movie. Yeah. It was wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was crazy. And, and people are always catering to everything. and. 
I had never had that experience. So it was fun. And, and Christian Slater, that was his first movie. Wow. Um, or f- first big role. And so we had to teach him how to skate so that he would look comfortable on a was skateboard. He, was he any good? He, uh, he was... He, it wasn't... He, he was pretty good. No, he no, no, it wasn't Ke- that. Kevin's looking at me and laughing. <laughs> no, 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 it was more... His head off. I don't want to say he was bad. What I want to say is he was, he was very receptive to it. Uh-huh. And since then, I've had to teach other Hollywood people to skate and they were not receptive to it. But Christian was amazing because he oh, really okay. tried and we would go skate with him. Like the, one of our, a day, like a day for us that would be on set that we would generally be paid for was devoted to just teaching him how to skate. So we would go skate a schoolyard for a full day and teach Christian how to look comfortable and, and that was fun. Are there some big skateboarding films? Which are um, like the kind of... I, I'd say if the closest thing would be that movie obviously was heavily yeah. uh, had heavily skating in it and Martin Thrashen. McFly was so yeah was and, and Back to the Future so Back to the Future uh, inspired a lot of people to start skating right. really yeah how old were you when that happened uh, I was I think I was in my twenties maybe nineteen so, twenty I wasn't so potentially um, Marty McFly was inspired by Tony Hawk. Yeah, I don't know. I, I um, have you ever had this conversation with Michael J. Fox about this? I have not. I feel like maybe <laughs> that's an exclusive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I know his uh, his stunt doubles were close friends of mine, so I know who was skating, doing his skating. Right. But um, I wasn't invited to the party. I just oh. didn't realize people carried on skating when they got older. I know it sounds terrible. <laughs> Because I mean, I'm just it, but, but, but that was, alien I've you, missed though, a chance. <laughs> but but that was for sure when I when we were young. If you got to an age of responsibility, if you were out of high school, you you couldn't because there was there was no money in it, and so you couldn't devote yourself to it. Um, so that was absolutely the the idea that it was you can't do this into your adult life. And then I think our generation was the first one to start to. Th- actually improve our skills and, and start thriving when we were into our 30s and 40s so you, your children are any of them into skateboarding they all skate oh my was that word. just like absolutely going to be a thing no it was like, uh, actually it, it's very much on their own terms because a lot of their friends skate and it's it, if anything it's i mean there are certain things that we get to do together because of, of my yeah. um, success and so we get to go to you know, we get to go to skate parks before they open or we get to go to places and, and the whole lot drive and they want to go to the skate park. Like I took them on a Hawaiian vacation last year. Our first stop was the local skate park, not because I wanted to go there, but because that's what they wanted to do. Um, so it'd be so proud. It's super fun. Yeah. But, but also in some respects, I'm, I am also the annoying dad. So it's like, I'll, you know, my, my wife and I will be in our room I'll come downstairs, you get something out of the kitchen, and, I, and, and one of our kids is there with his friends, and they're arguing about the origin of a skate trick or the name of a certain trick. And I don't exist. <laughs> and I, at some point, I'm like, you guys. Hi. Hi. I, I know the answer because I was there <laughs> yeah. when it was invented. Oh, it's like, I do, am but, but it's, it's like more than. It's being a grandparent, Tony, it, let me tell you. Oh, please. <laughs> no, I feel like grandparents are more are more embraced yes do you think you're yeah. adored because you give no, them sweets but to them it's just like yeah, yeah whatever, whatever. are the new tricks coming up yeah always things oh so there are things always. that you've never done uh, that yeah, someone sure. invents yeah yes yes so absolutely. what's the latest new trick uh, that you've seen and you admire 
Is this how you broke That's off? That's a tricky one. No, the That's trick I the trick one. the trick that I fell on was something that I've done literally thousands That's of times. So, so annoying. Go and it's tell annoying. us what yeah. it was. Uh, I did a McTwist. I just didn't have enough speed. And a Mac I, twist. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's a one and a half somersault. So the, okay, the, the no, last I'm trick I saw <laughs> was Frenchie. <laughs> Frenchie did a tail grab, frontside frontside five forty. Yeah. So um, there's this guy. They call him Frenchie. I didn't. He's from France, but. I'm not being derogatory. He 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 calls himself that. Yeah. Um, his name is Eduardo, but uh, he did a he did a spinning maneuver that's the opposite direction of what I got hurt on, and he grabbed the tail of his board, which is really hard to keep your feet on when you grab just the tail. It's hard yeah. to explain. Yeah, but, no, no, yeah. But he did a a five forty the opposite direction, only grabbing his tail, and that was really impressive. That was just like a month ago. And what was that called, that one? Uh, well, I would just call it Frontside Tail Grab 540. He doesn't have a special name for it. I'm going to call it the Frenchie. The Frenchie. <laughs> you call it the Frenchie. Yeah. yeah, it's up to him. It's not up to us. Eduardo, just tell come him on. Eduardo. <laughs> Lenny's your, Lenny. Ed Edward, Edward, sorry. Edward. Edward. Yeah, Lenny your, is yeah, your new publicist. Um, so, so they all skate. Any of them want to be professional? Uh, my oldest son is a professional. Okay. Uh, his name is Riley. He's 29, and he's actually he's made a pretty good career for himself. Any good? He's, he's very good. He's a, he's a legitimate professional, not because of me. Um, he kind of carved his own path. The other kids, they're all they're all good at skating, but they didn't choose to focus in on it. So, have you traveled around the world skating? Yes. And where's your favorite cuisine from traveling? Japan. Really? Yeah. What do you like about um, it? I just love the. It sounds pretentious, but the presentation. Mm, it's yeah. beautiful. The kind and of ceremony. Yeah, the yeah. ceremony and the and how much care goes into every, I mean, even at a street noodles place, they, they take great care in, in putting it together. And um, and I love the flavors and, and the fish, and it's amazing. But um, San Diego has great Mexican, right? Yes. It's quite famous for that. It is, yeah. Is there any spot that you love in San Diego that you would go to? Um, it doesn't have to be Mexican. There's a couple places near my house. Rico's, uh, I think, is, one, is among one of the best, and Rudy's. And are you quite a foodie now? Now, like, uh, yeah, yeah. And is <laughs> once, your once, wife? I, once I had enough, basically, once I had the means to afford that kind of food, I became a foodie. Yes. So, some of your favorite restaurants uh, in Los Angeles? Do you go Matsuhisa. out? Oh, okay. Isn't, so is that, like Japanese. That's Chef Nobu's. Yeah. yeah. It's like down the road. Down right? the road, yeah. yeah. I, I but Matsuhisa Omakase, I, I can't recommend it enough. In fact, Kevin and I just came up here uh, a couple of weeks ago just for lunch to have it there. Now, have you been to Sushi Park? Sushi Park, I haven't been there. No. Really Jesse's going to tell you about oh. I mean, listen, there. like, it's delicious. Just tell him how much it costs, darling. No, and I, maybe you're like, I know um, Omakase, like, it's a bit more. Mm -hmm. So... There were four of them. There were four of us, and mm. and I was like, I was like, I'm getting this. Like, you're letting me stay at your place. Thank you so much. One thousand four hundred dollars for sushi. You're, you're not, he's not even four surprised. People. You're not even surprised. Well, you're not. You're just. You're not nodding. surprised, are you? I I I, I live just, in this area. I know mad. what's going on. It's mad. <laughs> no, it's obscene. I'll, I'll tell you, you could, the you most could. expensive meal I ever had that was a per person meal, and I'm not I'm not trying to trump you on this. No, but please but do trump. Tell us. Do you guys know about the story about the hump? No. no. So there was a restaurant at, at Santa Monica Airport called the Hump. They're the ones that got shut down during the whole Blackfish um, controversy. Where Blackfish they were, being the film. Yeah, because yeah. they were serving whale, 
but they were only serving it to locals. Is that why it's called locals. a hump? No. Oh, right, okay. Um, I don't really even know. I, I just know I just know they got shut down, but the, but I did good. I, I went there once with my nephew, and I was sort of celebrating this big deal that I got, and I said, you know, let's let's go crazy, and we said, okay, we'll have the omakase yeah. there. Yeah. And the bill came, and I remember my my nephew John said, what's the most expensive meal you've ever had? And I looked at the bill, and I said, this one. <laughs> <laughs> and it was twelve hundred dollars for two people. I did it. Did it make it taste less good after it you was got really that bill? good? It was really good. But it doesn't. Were matter, you happy but, to part with that money? But or s- Jesse, I have to say. Well, like a, I said, I was celebrating this thing. Yeah. If, had it been just a regular Wednesday? But there's an obscenity yeah. when people are sleeping on the streets, Jesse. Yeah, and you're it definitely feels fourteen hundred dollars. Absolutely, and it's successive. Sushi. I agree. And and like I said, successive. And this is. 15, 20 years ago or so, but but it, wow! It, imagine what it would be like now. It'd be like yeah. three thousand. Right, right. Um, yeah. So I. What I, was so spectacular about it? Um, they did some pretty special things. I can't really. There was there was so many dishes. And I hope he skateboarded a double pipe <laughs> yeah. and then served it to you. I think it's it's weird though because they they have such a sordid history now because they were they were caught serving whale and, and it was very good down. though, but. I, they didn't give us we they apparently you had to sort of you had to sort of ask for it, it was like off well menu. you had to be known to them do you like some food would you eat sure. something yes absolutely yeah. um can i ask you whilst mum's in the kitchen just uh, preparing um we ask every guest what their last supper would be um uh. it can be your last supper before i don't know you're about to do the biggest tournament of your life actually maybe not because maybe you wouldn't be thinking about too much food you're going to desert island you're not going to have this food. So starter, an appetizer, a main, a dessert, and a drink of choice. Oh my goodness, that's way too hard. Jeez. I mean, okay, so what's like, I, it can be dishes from certain restaurants. It could be your right. mother's spaghetti bolognese. Um, okay, there's a restaurant near my area called Urban Sea, and yeah. their gem salad is, I think, is the best salad. What's so great about it? Um, it's just really fresh, and it's not. It's different kinds of lettuce, but it's a really. It's also a, a sort of a light dressing. So you'd have that as an appetizer. Sure, yeah, as, no, as a not, salad. Have it on the side. Are we having on it on the side? side? Sure, yeah. Because I, I feel like you're not going to a desert island. You're gonna have a fucking salad. Right. Right. So carry on. That's like an extra bit. Yes. Um, Are you gonna go on Makassi? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Where from? Well, I, you know, I really enjoy Matsuhisa omakase, yeah. so... Um, okay, so that's the main... If I had to look for... like, What, what would their dishes be? Um, they have a pretty insane kampachi uh, uh, appetizer. What's kampachi? Kampachi is... I don't know that one. Uh, I don't know what kind of fish it is, actually. I forgot what kind is of fish it, it is. Okay, and it's delicious. And does it come with like yeah, a yuzu? It's, yeah, yuzu and yeah, and very um, sweet. Not too sweet, but sweet enough. Okay. Al- almost like a ceviche. Oh, lovely. So is that, are we going on Makassi for the starter? Or are we going for, because I know you've got a big appetite and you've got a fast metabolism. Right. So is yeah, that, I just, it, it, well, it's weird to, I think it's weird to mix cuisines. But Oh, don't worry. Going, it's, you know, you're not going to have going sh- all the Yeah, way. don't worry. I mean, right. so we had Anthony from Queer Eye on, and he did a whole day of food. So don't worry. Oh, there are no wow. rules. There are no rules. Okay. Um, wow. Uh, I um, There's a restaurant in New York, um, mm. Blue Ribbon. Oh, yeah, I've Blue been Ribbon there. Brasserie. Yeah. And they have a oxtail bone marrow marmalade. Oh, wow. That's unreal. 
But I thought Blue Ribbon was like a kind of sushi place mostly, they have, right? They have Blue Ribbon Sushi as well. It's same same company. But this one is just their Blue Ribbon Brasserie. Uh, it's notorious. I don't really know if it's... I don't know if it survived COVID, but um, it's notorious for staying, up, staying open very late, and that's where chefs go in New York to go eat after work. So you know it's good. You know it's good, yeah. And, and so, they also have a great catfish dish, so ooh. it might be one of those. So what, and, and how do they serve the marmalade? Do you have it with like toast or like bread? Toast, yeah. Yeah, so there's oxtail marmalade, and then and then they give you a, a half a bone, and you scrape the marrow out. That sounds kind of amazing. I'm no, it's no am- it's one, really you good. are the first Tony to do that. That is, you know, lots okay. of people just say cacio e pepe. So yeah, this is. Oh yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Okay, dessert. You were sweet. Oh, kind you know of, what? Go on. Okay, come on. Um, no, now we're cooking. Grandma's yeah. ravioli at Greenwich Hotel. Oh, is it amazing? Yeah. Yes. Is that where you stay it. when you're there? Uh, or you just go we, for the we try it their rooms, yeah. <laughs> and then dessert, are you a sweet kind of man? Um, I am. I'm going to have to go back to Matsuhisa for dessert. Why? What's so good Because they have a puffed rice bread pudding Oh, with ice cream. So it comes in a, it comes in a hot pot. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's like big puffed rice, but it, they, they sort of make it taste like bread pudding. And then Ooh. they put ice cream in it, so you got to eat it fast before the ice cream melts. That sounds really nice. Yeah. That sounds really good. Um, and then drink of choice. You a big um, drinker? I, I really enjoy whiskey and bourbon. What's your bourbon of choice? Um, that's a good question. Um, I, ha- I, I kind of have a collection. I'm a bit of a freak about it. So if I were to dig into my collection, uh, I'd go for a Hakushu 18. Okay. Or I have a bottle of A.H. Hirsch, which is the sort of legendary um, uh, bourbon from the 70s. And, and it's got a lot of folklore around it. It's very expensive, but it is actually how much that are good. We, how much are we talking about? Like, If you can get a bottle for $4,000, you're lucky. But then, like, how does that experience of tasting the sip you're like well that was i've well okay 500 pounds i've had i've had enough and not not that i bought them i've had enough just trying them is it on like your rider are you like i want that no nothing like that no i don't i don't even have a rider (laughs) but but i've been able to taste very rare whiskeys through friends yeah yeah and 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 some just aren't great but you know the folklore makes you think that they are Uh uh-huh but this one I tried it sort of without prejudice, and it yeah. really is that good. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So... At the beginning of this conversation, you were talking about how you always set yourself these 
intentions and these. Right. So there's a documentary that's come out all about you. Right. That you've <laughs> yes. made. Yes. Yes. Was that something that you, was, was there a quiet period where you're like, what should I do next? I'm going to do a documentary. I mean, I, people... it was not my idea. That was Sam Jones. Sam Jones is the director. And he, he came to me and, and said, I'd like to do a documentary on your life and career. And were you kind of like, mm, not sure I want to do it? Or you were like, yeah, sure. Let's do um, this. I had been approached by other um, studios. Yeah. And the, the pitch or the sort of arc that they were looking at seemed a little too formulaic. Uh-huh. And I had done Sam's uh, interview show off camera, which um, was very popular. And come to find out, he was a, a hardcore skater at the time when I started, which there weren't many people skating then. So I knew he had a better sense of, of what it took and what it was like in the early days. And so when he asked me, I immediately signed on. I said, yes, absolutely. And that, that was about four Can years ago. Can you some salad? Uh, I think I'm okay. I'm just going to have those. Thanks. So it took four years? Um, well, he, he kept trying to get it funded and didn't get a lot of support. Um, and then he got the Duplass brothers involved, um, pitched it to The Duplass brothers, members. the actors? Yes. Oh, I love them. Yeah, they're great. And so... He, he was in the morning show, right. Mark Duplass. Yep. Yeah. And so um, they pitched a few studios, one bit briefly, and then pulled out. And then the Duplass brothers said, we'll just fund it ourselves. And so we shot it all through COVID, all the interviews. And was it funny looking back? Because I presume you were looking at archive material. It was just interview. So... Um, he went looking for all the archival footage later and found stuff through, I didn't know existed. Through your conversations? Yeah. Interesting. And found found people, you know, we're talking about skateboarding in 1981 through 87 where there were hardly any video cameras. And somehow he managed to find people that did have video cameras in the audience. Because so much of what you did potentially could have been missed from people not, Oh, sure. Recording it, Absolutely. right? Absolutely, yeah. Yes. And everything's so documented, like, now. Now, yeah. I mean, it must have been amazing seeing some of that footage. It was pretty cool. And my dad, he used to have um, Super 8 camera. So, amazing. So we had that footage, too. Which is so romantic and yeah. beautiful. How this is delicious, by the way. Thank mm. you. How does it feel having the documentary? It's out now, isn't it? It's streaming now. It's streaming now, yeah. In fact, I'm, I'm getting tagged all over social media, um, and I think it's now on Sky. Oh, in the UK. In the UK, yeah. Right. Like, as of today. Oh, wow. We can watch it here on what, what channel? HBO Max. Okay. Yeah, it's weird, because um, it's very personal, and there's, there's, there are definitely things I shared there that I've never shared before, and so it's, it's, it's strange for me. It's, it's, it's uncomfortable, but, but I'm proud of that it's authentic. And that it represents skateboarding well and, and what it takes to be a skateboarder and what it takes to succeed in skateboarding. Um, so I'm proud of those elements for sure. And I feel like it is not just a story about me, but a story about skating's arc. Um, and I think that there are a lot of people that are near my age that appreciate that. When does skateboarding actually start? Um, that's debatable, but by best accounts, somewhere in the 60s. And do you think it emanated from surfing? A lot of people think it did. But if you look back at early, early footage, people were dismantling roller skates. Yeah. Oh, and okay. And nailing them on to wood, two-by-fours. Mm -hmm. 
And it wasn't until people started doing that here in California and skating empty swimming pools because of the drought in the 70s that they were really emulating surfing. Okay. Now, but I'm not, I'm, I can't say I'm, I'm a historian with that. Can you surf and do you like surfing? Um, I can surf. I do like it. I'm not great at it. Um, but my brother was a surfer and he started skating because that's when surfing and skating were very intertwined. And that's why I skate because he taught me how. Is, uh, has he seen the documentary? Yeah, he's in it. Yeah. And is he, yeah. I mean, how was it for your family to see that documentary? If you were touching on tough stuff. They they like it. Yeah. Yeah. I think the and and they they have good voices in it. Cuz they were there for all of my ups and downs. Um our parents both passed away but uh but yeah, they like it. Being such an icon and being this pioneer and this like having a level of responsibility with a a sport, you know. Did it come with some negative, I don't know, was it, was it quite pressure, pressurized? I think at some point I realized that because of the success of, of our video game series and because of my success as a competitive skater, that my name was one of the only ones that people knew and that I had a responsibility to represent skateboarding well because yeah. I was asked to speak on behalf of skateboarding in general. Yeah. So... I think it was something that I slowly figured out. It wasn't. It wasn't something that was uh-huh. imposed on me or or <laughs> sent uh, sent to me. That you are the one that must speak for us. But it, but it became evident that oh, I was the only link to the skateboarding world or the skateboarding mindset. So um, I was happy to do so, and uh, I still am. And and so I think that. Um, is it a pressure? It, it doesn't feel like a pressure anymore. It feels more welcoming. It feels like I, I would rather explain the nuances of skating and, and the reasons we do it and welcome more people into it. Have you talked about the philanthropy? Well, yeah, you have a non-profit organization. Uh, the Skate Park Project, yeah. Yeah, and is that worldwide? Uh, it, it isn't worldwide. We're, we're only established in the U.S. as a non-profit, but we give technical assistance to other countries that are trying to either campaign or fundraise or petition their city. And so um, we're very effective with that. Um, but to we don't, we don't get the funding to create entire skate parks in the U.S. as it is. So for us to try to establish ourselves in other countries would just be spread too thin. Are skate parks expensive to build? Not really. Um, not, not compared to other sporting facilities or other fields. And, and I think that when, especially in the U S if there's ever any pushback for getting a skate park, when they finally do approve one, they realize how much use it gets and they end up building more in the same area. Because if you really, if you go to a skate park now, it's used sun up to sundown yeah. and it's all ages, Children are there all day. but it's all, all ages, all genders, all, all races. You know, it, it's, it's the true melting pot. 
But that's the thing. I don't know, and I don't know enough about this. So maybe you'll be like, no, there's pretty good skate parks in London, but they always kind of seem to be a bit out of sight, out of mind. Like they're either on the side of a road that it feels like. No, there's South Bank. There's one on Clapham South Bank yeah. isn't a skate park. It's a place. It's an iconic um, place it, that kind of it's it, it's not exactly well, it was, a massive skate park. It ended up what well, basically what we call DIY, where people yeah. started to build skate. Exactly. They're using the bloody yeah. They started side to of the build skate and, elements in yeah. it, but they but they were you know they actually did pour concrete and and. To this day, it's one of the most iconic spots. Funny because I took I took my uh, other kids to London, and the first place they wanted to go was South was South Bank. I mean, beyond anything else, beyond Big Ben, beyond. I mean, it's yeah. not an impressive skate park. It's not like all bells. No, but it, but it has it has a history, a, a rich history, and. Um, but it's not your but, sense of but, yeah, community. But it, it's an international yeah. community skate skating. Yes, I think that so it's easy to find friends. You could turn up anywhere. Yes. Absolutely, and then you make friends. Yeah, and, and you have a you you speak the same language in terms of tricks. Yeah. So what happens now? What's your next intention? You've got the documentary out. You um, have your your non Well, it's it's funny. I'm actually I am going on tour uh, through Europe and the UK and uh, Ireland, um, and I'm doing a speaking tour. Wow. In late July, early August. So where are you talking? Where, where are you forgot, speaking? Oh, mate, we'll, we'll get it in. We'll, we'll, I know I'm going to Dublin. I'm going to London. Um, to talk about and, the documentary and kind uh, of... And, and, uh, and no, like, just to do... I, I do speaking gigs, and I used to... I, I do them usually for corporate events. It's kind of like once you, you get your uh, toe in the water of the speaking circuit, then suddenly you're, you're in it, and you get recommended a lot. So I do a lot of conferences and corporate gigs and stuff. This is the first time I'm doing it on my own where I won't have a theme that someone else has given me. Were you, this is just me being quite, were you a confident child? Um, like socially confident? No, not at all. I, I, I developed all that through skating. Really? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're quite reserved, I feel. Um, yeah, but, I, but, but in terms of public speaking and things like that, that's just, I... You've got, you've got I've it. just learned that through yeah. through skating and through kind of being thrust into the spotlight and having microphones put in front of me and learning to navigate that. Um, and and I've, I've learned to, I think I've learned to understand what it takes to, to keep an audience engaged. I mean, I'm not a stand-up comedian, but I can add some quips and things and um, I enjoy it. And so, like I said, that, that that's the first time I'm going to do that. And the irony is that this is the first summer that I have not been booked with nonstop skating events. Um, is this because of the injury? It wasn't. It just was sort of ironic that it happened like that. But there is one big event uh, in uh, May, May 13th in okay, Vegas. So that's like about five weeks. So no. Yeah. Is it going to be better? <laughs> I, I am banking on it. Um, do you have physio? Optimistically. Do you have I am team? doing every single uh, therapy, physical, um, hyperbaric chamber. Um, I'm, uh, what else? I, I do laser treatment. I do acupuncture. Um, I'm doing Botox. everything I can. What's no, that? I'm teasing. <laughs> Botox. Botox. <laughs> if that helped, I would. I told my wife, she, she asked if I wanted to try this one treatment today. I said, I would go into orbit right now if I felt like it would speed up my healing. What do you feel like is the most helpful at the moment? Like, what do you feel like you get the best? I just exercise. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, I just started swimming. That's been okay. really helpful. I, I feel like my walking has improved 
with my swimming um, and riding the stationary bike. So oh, that's no. pretty old fashioned. No, but like. But at the same time, doing peptides and, and supplements and things like that, bone growth things. I mean, all that stuff. We, when I was young. <laughs> didn't, yeah. No, it was just painkillers and exercise. Well, best of luck with that. Thank you. Um, we've got a few more questions for you before sure. you go. Do you have good table manners, Tony Hawk? I think I do um, because I've had enough experience with fine dining. I didn't when I was a kid. What do you think is not good? What were you doing when you were a kid? I, well, this, I didn't even understand that I should be putting a napkin on my lap. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes they're slightly overrated. You can just lick your finger. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I just didn't understand. I didn't understand the the order of things. I didn't understand the layout of things. I I didn't I didn't care. And my my parents were not instilling that in, to me because we were not going out to dinner quite a lot. Is it important for you to instill oh, it? Is it important for you to instill it to your children? Um, to an extent. I'm not trying to be pretentious. With no. Them. No. We've just got a little sweet thing before okay. you go. Awesome. So dig in. Mum. How do you eat this so orange with like, chocolate? So it's, I dip them in chocolate. But do you eat the rind? Yeah, it's so a caramel, yeah. like, oh, that's quite yummy. Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah wow. <laughs> that's yum, Mum. Because I found the oranges in Trader Joe's and I'd had something like this at home and I thought they were so delicious. You're like the MacGyver of... Um, What's a MacGyver? MacGyver's... <laughs> Can, can make any tool out of whatever is in front of them. Okay, so, and there's some strawberries dipped in chocolate Mom, as well. Mom, this is really great. I know. MacGyver is, is a, sorry, it's more of a US reference. And there's strawberries, that, that try a strawberry. Nice, Have a, those are just normal strawberries <laughs> with chocolate. What I mean, do you, you think? Know. Quite romantic that we've given Tony and it's like, strawberry. I did chocolate. buy very 95% chocolate, which was quite strong. What do you think? It's great. That's a thing here where people will order you uh, chocolate chip strawberries. Yeah. Like mail order. Yeah. But they're always kind of too packaged and too thick. Yeah. Actually, so what do you think of these? These are very good. Okay. I would prefer these. Okay. Today I should take them to skateboard park and energize <laughs> the boys. Energize the boys. Canapes for the boys and girls. Tony Hawk, thank you so much. Oh, thanks for, for having me. For being on Table Manners. It's a real pleasure to chat to you. Thank you. And, um, and learn from you. And best of luck with your documentary. Oh, I appreciate it. Well, Mum, it was a pleasure to meet Tony Hawk. It's a shame that he had eaten a chicken steak sandwich just before he came um, but he, he tried to eat some of our delicious food it was delicious actually and um, what I, do you think of my little dessert my petit fours I, I really liked it I really liked it I made a bigger the orange Kevin, do you think the orange is better than the strawberry the orange is better yeah. than the strawberry Kevin loved it I'm going to get some more Kevin, tomorrow the, his skateboard mate said that he goes he has dark chocolate with coffee beans all day that's his snack okay so this was his kind of snack i could have given him a few more bits of chocolate um we wish tony all the best for the for skateboarding his recovery. Yeah. and and his documentary until the wheels come off is on sky and hbo max now and um 
Yeah, Mum. It's quite a big deal. I, I realise that, darling. So what is skateboarding, well, I Tony? That, I, the, the, He's got like like a high-grossing computer game that we all used to play in like arcades and stuff. Was it arcades? I feel like it was in arcades. Did, and did it look like him? Well, it was a while ago because we've all What's got a bit old, Mum. Didn't so. um, But anyway, it was a delicious meal. Thank he you very much. He didn't look like a skateboarder, I have to tell you, but his friend did. Episode one of... L- Table Manners does LA. Well, I thought he was the most fascinating. Hopefully, the guest. next guest will not eat before. Maybe we should get them all to cook for us. <laughs> yeah, I think we should. Um, thank you so much, Tony Hawk, and thank you for listening. We'll see you next week for another instalment of Table Manners, the LA Affair. What is that bloody beeping? Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done.